0: Shout out to everybody, thank you guys for tuning in to the nation My name is Law Nation, let's get this thing going one way or another Really appreciate each and every last one of you all Guys know how this thing goes We talk about Dallas Cowboys here all day, every day And uh, we want to be able to see the game plan, the true game plan Guys know how this thing goes, right? Let's go Yeah hope you got your coffee this morning it's a beautiful day it is it's nice it's beautiful it's wonderful let's go all right so i'm going to do a little something different for those who out there who uh hit me up in the inboxes and and always hit me up and saying hey law I want to be on the show I want to talk to you man I want to let you know what's on my mind I want to let you know what's on my mental and uh I always say hey man we'll try to get back with you and uh normally uh it, it just be one of those things where it's time time is always my enemy especially when you got a little one you guys know how that is right and I'm trying to be the best father ever right but Oftentimes, uh, I do have a little moment to share with you all. So, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm gonna post a link, and uh, when you, the only requirement is when you click on this link, you better have some good high-speed internet. Because uh, if you choppy and things like that. Uh, I'm gonna have to let you go I had to get you out of the uh <laughs> the box there but when you click on that link and in another thing you got to have uh google got to use google chrome browser and uh, when you click on that link you'll be live on the show as well and uh you'll be able to let me know what's on your mind what's on your mental and uh before the season start I will have my mixer board so that you guys can have a call-in session I used to have it all where's uh ran all the way through my computer but every time i try to do it it was to kick my computer down but uh guys let me know if you want to jump in click that link that's in the description box as well and i put the link for those that's on the periscope i'm gonna put it in this thing so you guys can click that link jump in let me know what's on your mind and let me know what's on your mental so we can talk about the cowboys game plan uh in between time if you uh (laughs) <laughs> if you uh, got some crazy stuff to say, you know how they go. Uh, don't worry. I will tell you. I'll tell you this right here. Good day, sir. <laughs> but you already know how that thing goes. So I really appreciate each and every last one of you all. This is the thing. All right. Cowboys, we've been doing the same game plan, I believe, since 2013, I I believe. And uh, and it's not making major moves in the uh, in the offseason as it relates to free agency. So they got their game plan. This is their philosophy, meaning that we will try to find a player that we can find for cheap or we can find a player that fits our particular system, style, scheme and see how Dallas Cowboys can help elevate their growth pattern. Because we were in a hole. A lot of people felt to realize, man, we were still paying Miles Austin in 2016. Let that sink into your mental. We were still paying Miles Austin. I believe uh in the latter part of uh, 2016. That's a crazy contract, and we were bitten because uh, a lot of times we look at players and we just can't make moves on them and And that's the thing. It's not about the Cowboys being cheap. It's impossible to be cheap in the salary cap era. <laughs> These guys are billionaires. The salary cap is $188 million, meaning that you are being responsible of not sinking all of your money into uh, a certain sector of your team when you got the draft right around the corner. Now, it would be a story of a different day if we are not already had our draft picks and we're sitting back and we have the opportunity to pick up a player. So what I believe, the Cowboys are doing this right here. They got more money. They got more money than they had in the past. So what they're doing is they're trying to figure out a way if we can just make it through this draft, meaning that we don't want to pick up a guy that can be on this team for two years opposed to a guy that we can help develop and be on this team for five. You know, oftentimes, I was telling everybody, I was saying this too, um, a lot of times when you look at this particular free agency and you see those teams going out and getting that veteran guy, they're gonna pass up a young guy, a young fish, <laughs> because they them drafted, they, they 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 are not gonna draft and use that asset because they got a guy already that they paying buku's of money to. There's no way that somebody can tell me that when the draft come around that the Cleveland Brown is gonna draft another wide receiver. <laughs> They're not. They're gonna look at it from this aspect. We got Odell Beckham. We got the uh, Jarvis Landry's of the world. There's no way that they. There's no way that I believe that they're going to draft a tight end. <laughs> so what that does for us, it helps us out. If we wanted, if, if let's say, for example, if tight ends or a, a wide receiver was a thing of need for us, right? So just when we see these big boys get drafted or big boys get picked up in the free agency on the defensive side of the ball, it's, it's kudos to us, especially coming out of that uh, the safety realms too, <laughs> It's kudos to us because now the Warren Thornhills of the world can drop. And and, and shout out to Warren Thornhill. Uh I, I should I should've hit him up on Twitter and tell him to jump in because all over Instagram, he's liking all of the Cowboys content. I don't know if he's a closet cowboy fan. I don't know. But he likes <laughs> he liking most of the uh, cowboys uh fan pages uh content when they mention his name. Uh, hey, Cowboys is the place to be, especially uh, if you're coming out of college and things like that. And uh, it's just one of those things where it's a place to be. Shout out to Mark, man. Appreciate you for tuning in on the Periscope, uh, as well as Nicola. Do free agency picks up win Super Bowls these days? Um... Nicola my stance on this would be this right here with free agents. Uh, I don't think a gang of free agency uh players will make it make it to the Super Bowl because there's one element that people fail to realize. The NFL is an is an ultimate team sport. This is not like the NBA where you can pick up a gang of guys and you say okay, we balling out. <laughs> we 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 the all stars on one team. No, it don't happen that way in football because there's this thing called continuity. <laughs> That a lot of people fail to realize. A lot of people think that the, the Cleveland Browns and and guess what? I will come back on this show and I would apologize to all of the Cleveland Brown fans if I'm wrong. But I've seen this story before, where you have all these talent, you got all these weapons out there. And they fold up like lawn chairs because there's no poise. There's no continuity. And then there's no extra fight. It's always something about when you got that dog nasty temperament, you got that dog nasty mindset, and you throw that bone out there and there's only one bone left and there's four dogs, and they didn't eat in a long time, they fight. (laughs) It's a bloody warfare to get to that last bone. It's something about that in football. It's something about being that guy that everybody looked over and it's something about punching somebody in the mouth when you feel like they've been privileged in a sense remember this there were teams man in the early 2000s when the Cowboys were going through their bull when we were going through all of the 5 and 11s 5 and 11s 5 and 11s for those who can remember when we was like the low end of the low end couldn't compete there were teams still remembering the ass whooping we gave them in the 90s. Excuse my French. But they was remembering what Jimmy Johnson used to run up the score. And they loved it. They said, look, we're on prime time. We're not finna fold up like lawn chairs against the Cowboys. They beat us down. They stopped us from going to our Super Bowl. We're going to make sure we put that knife into them and then twist it and turn it and let them know that is no mercy because they talking about they are the america's team and they're the team of the 90s quote-unquote man they didn't show no mercy for us cowboys (laughs) they didn't and that's the reality of it sometimes when you feel like and they still do it to this day there's still major market media people who still take that envy strife that, that 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 pain all of those things that they had in the early 90s and they still hold those grudges against cowboys and they play to the best of their ability and they call the game to the best of their ability and they will find out if jerry jones stepped on an ant they will call peter they'll have everybody saying that that guy is a cruel owner he's horrible or or uh we we would turn on to those radio stations because for those who watch uh, First Take, or some people call it First Fake, Molly and uh, Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharps. World, Molly will even get on TV and start crying. Oh, oh, it's, it's domestic violence. I was domestic violence. But it happened to another team. She's just like this. <laughs> People hold grudges against the Dallas Cowboys. People want that spotlight. And when they're not able to get it, every opportunity that they can, they'll try to turn the lights off. That's just the reality. So the Cleveland Browns, (laughs) they're going to come into this league next, well, this year, 2019 everybody going to have a camera everybody going to have a spotlight on them and then on top of that instead of putting in the work during the off season it's already going to be saying hey how do you feel playing with Odell how do you feel about the young phenom Baker Mayfield how do you feel about Ninjoku stepping it up how do you feel about Kareem Hunt only getting suspended for 8 games meaning that he'll be fresh toward the back part of the season and also you guys have Nick Chubb everything is writing on the wall for you guys to win 16 games you know all that is going to be feeding into that particular base that fan base and they're going to say how are we going to the super bowl because we got these weapons and then all of a sudden when it's time to get hit when it's time to get laid out when it's time to get down the game plan to change (laughs) that's that's the story of our cowboys for the last 25 years basically now there's another team that's going to have to go through that too (laughs) just remember this cowboy nation the new england patriots oh yeah i'm I'm gonna send that link man you guys can jump in at any time man one at a time right one at a time appreciate the donation to help grow the nation man thank you for that uh uh who's this uh g h e appreciate you man thank you for for being part of this thing Uh, let me see if we can put this link one out there one more time. All right, so uh, appreciate you all. So the the New England Patriots just wait, their time is coming. Just like when we when it was the latter part of Troy Aikman's, and when it was like the the the, now it's just the fact that uh, Tony Romo and um, Tony Romo and company just couldn't push it all the way over. But you know. Detroit Aikman era, when it was the latter part of his career, when we know for sure, like, he couldn't pass that rock again, you know, throw the rock, he couldn't escape. And uh, the writing was on the wall when he was running out of the sideline. And I think LeVar Ayrton, he still hit him and put him in a concussion. I could be wrong. I think it was LeVar Ayrton. Um, that was the end of our little run there. Watch. And I'm not wishing this on the uh, Patriots at all. But there's only one other team that I can remember or that I can recall to have that blessing of going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers and nobody kind of looked at anything kind of sideways, but it's hard to find a quarterback. So we went from Troy Aikman to a whole gang of quarterbacks, and then we finally found Tony Romo, and we saw a little spark, you know, and then we had our hopes and our love and adulations all the way up there. And trust me, 2007, I believe that we should have hosted the Lombardi Trophy, but it's a story of a different day. Uh, but there's, there's times, <laughs> that little stale period, when you don't have that quarterback, we don't have that team that can consistently win games, New England Patriots, they're going to feel it. And I'm not just talking about the fans. I'm talking about the players that's going to go on to that team after Tom Brady is long gone from here, and they're going to be teams giving New England Patriots the business. And they're going to run it up, run it up, run it up, run up to score. They're going to rub it all in them. They're going to say, hey, how do y'all feel now <laughs> losing? It may be the Jets. It may be the Bills because it's going to rise up out of that uh, – that, that, horrible division it may be somebody but when they do it man (laughs) just watch out man watch out uh victor medley says time and circumstances happen to all yeah it do man it do it's one of those things where when you when you gotta wait for that time to settle in and rest out it's 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 a crazy process guys it is it's very crazy one can argue the fact that it's it's so crazy that you can be looking right at your team and you can have all of your thoughts saying, man, we're going we gonna to have this grace period forever. <laughs> forever. But it's rarely, man, it's rarely. Uh, it's been, what, two decades now for the Patriots? That's a long run. <laughs> Somebody can argue and say they're the team of the 2000s and then they are the team of the second half of the 2000s. It's going to be 2020. They've been winning for two freaking decades, literally. (laughs) Uh, But we saw how high that flavor can run for us, and we started out on the earlier part of the 90s. And we're still on that high. We're still coming down from that high. We are still being referenced from that team. Uh, Man, it's just crazy. Uh, Joseph, man, really appreciate you all. Uh, Love this defensive class, especially safety class. Yes. (laughs) Put it like this. This safety class is deep enough for us to see somebody that come out of the first round and we'll still say, hey, man, there's still a chance. There's still a chance. Uh, and then also you can see two or three guys come out of the second round. And before our pick and we can still look at it and say, hey, don't panic. Don't panic. That tra- that trap that board still looks good. If you don't believe me, hit my guy Ovch Lombardi, man. He brings the party with the draft information for the nation. Hit Ovch, let him let him know that hey, man, how deep is this class on both sides of the ball where we what we need and we are complaining about free agency? <laughs> Look, on that defense, on the front four, there's some dogs out there for that. And on that safety on the back end of our defense, there's some dogs out there for that. Now, Am I of the belief that we get rid of Xavier Woods and we get rid of Jeff Heath? No, 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 no. We don't have to do that. Not at all, Cowboy Nation. (laughs) We don't. All we have to do is just sit back. Sit back and relax. And just chill. Uh, Zeke, you see, he said, how are you doing, Law? I'm doing fine, like why, man? I'm doing great. Uh, Juan Thornhill would be a good fit. This is from Floyd, Look, this is why Warren Juan I'm saying Warren Thorne here would be a great fit. Um, he had the size, <laughs> right? He had the length. He had the measurables. He had the speed, and he's a fly to the ball ball hawk guy. Um, There's a let me just do this right here. Let me know if you guys are still uh want to jump in, because I'm gonna leave that link open. And we're gonna go right here. Let me go to the big board. We're gonna go right here. Let me pull up that. Pull up Google. We're gonna pull up Google, and we're gonna look at uh, up Warren Thornhill uh, information. <clears throat> he's, he's just that nasty guys. He 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 really fit the mold of what we what we want. You know, so everybody can see. Um, <clears throat> he's six foot, so he he's he's above the. Uh, being a a five eight five nine guy, and uh, he's two hundred and five pounds, so he got the size. He ran a four 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 two. That's pretty good. I ran a four 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 forty. <laughs> yeah, so he's a little he, he he's a little bit faster than me. Uh, bench press uh, twenty as two twenty five. Now he's a whole lot stronger than me because I couldn't get that thing up twenty one times. No way. That boy did twenty-one reps. That speaks volumes, guys. Twenty-one reps. I didn't. I didn't see his uh, scout scouting pro day uh, out there in the combines. I didn't see his his. I need to go rewind those tapes. He lift that thing twenty-one times, and then he wears number twenty-one. He won't be able to wear number twenty-one when he gets to the league, though. Uh, if he goes on the uh, on the uh, uh Dallas Cowboys, if he's selected. But uh, right here, they got him as comp is Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Now, to me, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, I think that he's he's a better ball hawk than Ha Ha. You know, it, to me personally, that's just my personal preference. And and but Ha Ha Clinton Dix, you we already know when he went to the Green Bay Smackers, uh, he, he didn't create much problem for us when we played against the Green Bay, but he was always around the ball. And if Ha-Ha is still out there after the draft, and if he somehow managed to not get picked up by anybody in free agency, look, I'll take a real good swing at Ha-Ha. But to me, I think that teams are really wanted to go ahead and do the draft. And and that's why you, you draft a player opposed to going out here and just picking up a free agency. This is the plain example right there because what you don't want to happen here is you really just don't want to go and pick up a free agent guy and then you fool around and with the 58 pick, the guy that you really wanted to draft is right there. And uh, it's crazy. All right. And uh, let me go back to here. He says, uh, Cowboys vet 71. He said, hashtag law, who wrote the letter to Eric Berry, uh, Cowboys vet 71. I guess he must, uh, read, uh, or watch one of my older streams there. Uh, Jason Gary wrote the letter to, uh, uh, Eric Berry. He was the coach that wrote a letter out to Eric Berry when he was in his cancer uh, situation, and he, he didn't want the spotlight. And he wrote a very compelling letter. Somebody told me that Jason Garrett is one hell of a writer too. So, and he, of course, he's a smart, brilliant guy. <laughs> he's a motivator. He probably tell a story to everyone uh, this off season during our training camp. Um, he's these are uh, Juan Thornhill's strengths. These are his strengths right here. Uh, NFL size and wingspan for that position, right? You guys can see that. Former cornerback with carryover ball hawk mentality. That is a, this right here is a plus in my book. I love the fact when corners move over and play safety. And it puts you to my, and I'm not saying this. uh, Trust me, do not crucify me for saying this. Do not crucify the law. But Ed Reed was a one hell of a good cornerback, but he switched over to safety before he made it to the pros, if that makes any sense for you all. And his ball hawking ability, it was like, man. But his corner skills, he lacked that hip flex movement up close. And then on top of that, he was a guy that can freestyle out in space. Let me give you another example. Rod Woodson started off in the pros as a cornerback. But when he switched over to safety, OMG, that, that ball hawk skill, that tracking to the ball is something that you really just don't, don't you don't get rid of those skill sets. Just like I can look at Jalen Ramsey. Look, this guy, Jalen, although we we look at his skill set, we, we look at him, he's long length, rangy, what have you. He got a long, long, long career ahead of him. Because what he's go, what's going what's gonna happen once he hit like 29, 30, i flip Jalen right over to safety. <laughs> he can play another five years at that same type of energy, at the same type of effectiveness out there on the field because that ball-tracking ability will not go away. He got that player recognition, and I'm talking about Jalen Ramsey, Rod Woodson, other worlds, and Ed Reed. Those guys, you know. You can say Darren Woodson, but Darren Woodson went from a linebacker to a safety, you see. <laughs> and and that's a whole other story. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But, he, he hey. He brings back the ball, treats every target like it's thrown to him. (laughs) I love that. Look, 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 look. I'm going to highlight it. I'm just going to keep it there for a while, right? I'm just going to highlight it, keep it there. (laughs) Just keep it there. Treats every, not some, not a few, but you guys, you guys see it says every, every target. (laughs) like it's thrown to not to me not to you that stay over there to him man charles woodson yes cedric man yes indeed that's why hey i wanted charles woodson so bad to put on that silver and blue guys remember he had the DUI situation. The Raiders said, Look, man, this guy he fell off. He had an injury, he had a DUI. Look, we just gonna wash our hands for with him. He was out there on the market and the Cowboys, we wanted to make that squeeze, but we didn't have enough money at the time. We didn't ha- we were still paying some boys, you know, and we just didn't have that few a few dollars. And we had some situations off the field with some other players that I think it was like Adam Pac-Man at the time. And it was like the media kind of curved that, like oh, the Cowboys shouldn't go out to Charles Woodson. I said, man, the Cowboys need to go out to Charles Woodson. I wish I was on YouTube at the time. And they just said, you know what? We washed our hands and Charles Woodson ended up getting picked up by the Green Bay Smackers, the team that I hate. Boy, I hate that doggone team. When he went to that team. I had no choice because I love his skill set. I had no choice but to still watch them because I loved the way Charles Woodson played out there, you know. And and he was able to lift and elevate that particular team all the way to the Super Bowl. Now, although he got hurt, he didn't play in the Super Bowl, but they still learned from him. So that was my whole battle cry all this offseason and apart a little bit last year about the Earl Thomas situation. It was never about can he play the full 16 weeks? I just wanted him to pour upon his knowledge upon all of the players that's out there in that secondary so that they can tr- they can actually see something tangible that they can physically see run those particular plays. Now, can Xavier Woods get there? Yes, I believe deep down in my heart, soul and sinew and spirit that Xavier Woods have some of those traits and some of that ability. Now, he's no Charles Woodson, nor he's no Earl Thomas, nor he's an Eric Berry, nor he's on those parameters. But he shows that he can get there. He can, but it's going to be a thing that I told everybody before. And I'm telling you guys, it's called experience. (laughs) That's something that is just going to take time. It just it got it just take time. Unfortunately, all right. So close distance drive through runners legs to finish. Just drive through. That meaning he's not no, uh, no, no no rookie as it relates to being sus out there as it relates to tackling, willing tackler. And and, I, and the film that I showed you last night, them boys was gasp. <laughs> they didn't want that that contact down in the trenches. Uh, you know they start playing tackling too high and this sorts of things. Body doesn't appear to carry puffed up weight total from uh, from the spring meaning that he looks in the pierce a frail or what have you. Uh, but but for those who out there remember back in the day there was this guy named Merton Hanks played for the Ford and Winers. He had a narrow frame as well, but he could still deliver the boom. Now a frame for work in the box. This is his weaknesses right here. And that's not these two weakness traits right here. That's nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Needs improvement attacking blocks near the line. Hey, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> he, that's why you can't put him inside. You know, you don't want to put him that close to the LOS anyway. He's not going to be that guy. He's not going to be the box safety guy. Now, can he play a little box? Yes, but that's supposed to be Kayvon Frazier. One can argue that can be Jeff Heath's responsibility. You want to play him pretty much in a role that's out in space in the deeper thirds and things like that. Slow to open up and sprint and transitioning on the deep throws, meaning turning his hips, getting his head around towards the ball. I think that that can be coached out especially if he ever come on the Dallas Cowboys uh, roster there. The guy's just wicked nasty, man. He's just nasty with it. He just – just, just, oh, just oh, oh, that's Le- a broad jump, jump broad jump. 11-9. <laughs> we just right saw 11-4. 11-9. I think your boy, what – he jumped by twelve something, so that means he can jump out of the box too. So that shows us that he have that skill set. Uh, I like him, man. I I really do. And and trust me, he will be a plus on his team. Let me know how you guys feel about the uh, the Juan Thorn heels of the world. Um, <clears throat> Long neck Merton. Yeah, he used to hit you. he would do some dance. He thought the boy had a seizure or something. I'm like, what's going on with him? I used to hate him when the Cowboys played against him. But he always around the ball. He was wreaking havoc, man. He was doing up uh uh doing those crazy things. Merton grew up in Dallas. I didn't know that. Where, where he from? Oak Cliff? He from Richardson? What part of Dallas he from? <laughs> he from DeSoto? Where he from? Cedar Hill. Uh, we have signed players now at the right price. This is from Joshua Furch. Yes, we did, man. We signed players at the right price, man. Um, I'm going send this link out again for those who want to jump in and let me know how you guys want to, you know, talk this talk, you know. Jump on in. <laughs> Get on in. All right, so who else we have here? Danny Smith. Woods can fly around and can make some hits in the box, too. Yes, he can. He can make some hits in the box. But as if, I'm going to say again, <laughs> he can do that. So can, so can uh, Jeff Heavey, they can make these plays and they can fly to the ball. But when we look up the film, we just need a little bit more consistency with that. And it comes with time. It do. It do come with time. And, and trust me, five years from now, everybody will be looking back like, look, man. Xavier Woods is that beast. <laughs> and we be talking about like contract negotiations for him. And, uh, and, and they're going to be like, hey, y'all remember he felt disrespectful for the Cowboys doing this and that. we be like, yeah. But we saw the instincts. That's why we jumped out of our seats when we drafted him. Boy, we, just, we said, boy, that's a steal. <laughs> Some people had a third-round grade on him. Some people had a sixth-round grade on him. But for those who really looked at the film and said, look, Louisiana Tech ain't that sus. They all right, you know, give that boy a chance. And we picked him up. Boy, we was happy. Uh, all right, so what we have here, uh, I'm just telling the truth. Yeah, Rodney, what's going on? You said you, yes, you're a writer. He thought that they stabbed your fellow man in the back. Yeah, you know, people feel that way, man. Chris Coverton uh, will be a steal. You know, Christian Coverton, yeah, I believe that he will be a steal. Uh, he will be a a guy that, that that we can put into the fact. Look, we was talking about this. We was talking about this like Antoine Barbecue Woods had a good a, a good season, right? He Had a good season. He was explosive, pushing back the pocket, caught an INT. He was doing those things. But when we looked at that Rams tape, I know it was only one game, but there's another game that I need to pull up so I can show you guys too. It was actually three games out there. Uh, the Colts game was really. Really telling of what where we need to help at at a defensive tackle, and the, and the Rams game, they just exploded it all the way. We need help inside. Antoine Barbecue Wood, he was gasp. They were so gasp. They were subbing. They were subbing in number 51. <laughs> they were subbing in uh Crawford to be in that spot. It was horrible for us. We couldn't get off the blocks, man. We was just standing straight up. We couldn't bend. We was like man. We was getting our butt whipped. <laughs> There's one thing about when you get into a fight with somebody. You, when you get into the fight for somebody, man. Even though it could be two to three years from now. You'd be like, man, hey. That was a hard fight. But that mother sucker can punch right there. You know for sure the next time you fight him, you'd be like, man. That joker can punch. And when they can punch, man, I don't want to fight him. But you'll fight him, though. But you're like, man, I don't really want to fight this guy again. That joker almost tore my head off. (laughs) But that's just something about fighting. Uh, Shout out to Miss Jackie. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, She said, good morning, Cowboy Nation and Law Nation. Appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, All right, so uh, what we have here, 5,000 watts we need in accumulate. We need to accumulate more picks because Will kills it every year. Yeah, uh, Will do. Will McClay, he kills it. He find the guy that we kind of looked over or he somehow – the guy that we've been looking at and we've been looking on film and we said, there's no way possible. Because you know how back in the days it would be like before the Will McClay era, we'd be looking at a player like, hey, I really want that guy. <laughs> I've been looking at all type of research on this guy and the Cowboys passing by. And you'd be like, man, what? Cowboys passing by. But now the thing is with Will, it's like the guy that we want, the guy that we kind of like sitting on the edge for, and we're like, look, it'll be nice if this guy could be on the team. And then you hear that little, that little chime, and then all of a sudden you look down and you say, oh, shucks, Will McLeod instruct the guy that we wanted. <laughs> That's silly. <laughs> That's silly, huh? <laughs> That's crazy. We be giddy and everything. And so far, it have been working out, you know, because I, I remember there was tons of people before the draft came around that hit me up low said, hey, man, check out this guy. I couldn't even say his name, and I still mess up his name. He said, check out Chido woozie Check him out. Check him out. And I'm sitting there like, "Ah, okay, i am check out this Colorado tape. And... Um, I look up the Colorado tape, and I'm looking at it like, man, this guy can play inside the slot. He can play outside, and then he can flex around and be a safety. Man, this guy's trying. Hey, I mean, we Cowboys don't have a chance of getting him. And then all of a sudden, I see my guy Drew Pearson up there talking about, Cheeto, a woozy, yay. you know. <laughs> oh, man, that Drew Pearson. But um, that's what uh, I believe. Um, let me get my phone right quick. That's what I believe. Uh, what That's what I believe. That's what happened with the uh, Will McClay. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. I got, we got eight more minutes. Eight more minutes. Eight more minutes for this show, man. I really appreciate each and every last one of you all for tuning in to the nation. Don't forget to hit that like button. Share this content. Let a friend, neighbor, foe know where to go, where they can listen in to the nation as we speak about the game plan. The game plan, I'm going to go over the game plan again. We don't make major moves in the in the free agency. We don't. We just don't do it. But at the same time, by us being conservative in a, in a sense, it helps out our bottom line. We sign our own players. I know that's not a favorable thing. I'm already on record. I'm on record saying that I wish the Cowboys get one. Or two guys in the free agency to be that explosive guy. We don't have to break the bank or anything. I think that one free agency uh, player that's a veteran that can help out the team, whether it be on the back end or the front, like the Adama Kansu or the worlds, or or maybe find that Trey Boston or Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Maybe he'd be after the draft. Somebody like that that can help out as it relates to veteran help. Not saying that you break the bank. Because if you look at any Super Bowl team that won the Super Bowl or even made it to the Super Bowl, it was done via free agency or some kind of major offseason trade or something like that. I was sitting waiting until somebody can pull up evidence otherwise. Every team that we know of, they went and made some move. The Denver Broncos, they got their butt whooped by the Seattle Seahawks. One could argue that Seattle Seahawks, uh, Beast Mode, he wasn't homegrown. Uh, uh, a- Cliff Avery's and uh, all those boys, they weren't homegrown, but they were added to that team to help out and elevate that team. Uh, the Bennett kid, he wasn't homegrown on the Seattle Seahawks. They picked him up from the Buccaneers. So there's ways where you can help elevate your team when you have a little money, of course. Uh, to help your team to get to the next level. And then the following year, the Broncos said, you know what? <laughs> Let me take a page out of that book, and I'm going to get Ware. I'm going to get uh, Tlaib keep. I think they had Ware like that previous year, but you know how I'm talking. I don't know what I'm saying, you know. The, the, the doggone Patriots did the same thing. <laughs> they went and rented out to leave. They got there. They lost. They said, okay, we're going to get Revis. They got there, and I believe they won. Then they said, you know what? We're just going to spend the money. On the uh, the guy that caught the interception in the Super Bowl, uh, we saw the Philadelphia Filthy Eagles. They went and got these guys uh, to help out on their defense. So there's ways there there are ways, and until somebody proved me otherwise that the free agency is a, a a scam, then I'll hush as it relates to um, finding that one or two veteran guy, but. We still draft first. Hopefully hopefully the game plan will be this. You let this draft come around. You draft the guy that you really, really want. And then after that, you'll say I'll take a swing at this guy <laughs> after the draft during the free agency. Nicole, I appreciate you says real talk, Law Nation. Who's our kicker? <laughs> oh man, um any kick that's beyond 45 yards, it's Brett Maher. Any kick that's a little bit closer than 45 yards, I'm going to be holding my breath. I'm going to be like in witness protection. I'm going to be like, I'll be crazy. I won't be like, ah, I'm closing my eyes. Bird box. I'm going to bird box view it, you know. But I don't know. I think that they will be major player in the kicking game. I just don't want the Dallas Cowboys to fall for the, oh, let's draft a kicker in the third round type of situation, you know, or let's draft a kicker in the fourth or the fifth round. I don't want that. No, I don't want that. <laughs> you better figure out a way. Don't draft a kicker. <laughs> don't draft him. Don't do that. Nicola, I hope they don't do that. <laughs> oh, man, how you guys feel about that, you know? Uh, outside of defensive tackle and safety, what what are things that you guys want? Uh, I know you guys want a slot, re- slot receiver guy, right? I think... To really put this offense over the top, to really do, um, I, and this is just my philosophy, uh, I think that we need one more explosive player. Uh, Tavon Austin, he com- he's coming back for a prove-it year, and I, and I love it when you got a man back against the wall, and everybody discounting him, and everybody counting him out, and saying that he's not a major factor. Go back and watch that Seattle Seahawks playoff game, and I'll, and just come back and tell me <laughs> what that you saw in that game. What were you able to see? Uh and then especially the boy came back from an injury <laughs> injuries, you know, but that's a story of a different day. This team really needs, in my opinion, another explosive guy. You can depend on Tavon talking about he coming back, but the reality of it, like if, if a Paris Campbell is out there of the world, uh somebody said Lil Jordan Humphreys or Debo Samuel, uh, I don't think that they are over the top explosive, but they will help out. Jay Sternberger, Andrew Castillo, yeah, 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 he'll be nice. See, Andrew Castillo, let me tell you a story. Andrew was one of the guys that said, "Look, man, law." And like every time during the draft, he always have that information for the nation. Law, check out, you know, <laughs> check out Cheeto Woozier. Look, the boy can ball, and I'm saying like, okay, whatever. <laughs> See, and he, he was right on it. Victor too. You know, all you guys uh have that good insight, good information, uh. I understand Joseph. I agree but Steven Jones does not. Uh what did Joseph uh was saying here? All right, Joseph, if draft well enough, we don't need to sign a big name player. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think we don't need to sign a big big name player. We need to find we still need to find that that veteran guy though after the draft. Don't want to pay him too much money before the draft and it throws off our draft board. Just find a guy after the draft. Uh, Jay on my uh, periscope says Isabella. When when I think of Isabella, the boy run a four two nine or something like four three one in between those splits there that's fast that's fast so i look at that and then he's short he's compact build he's built right you know it it not not in the fact that he's short with tiny legs or anything he's short like ron switzer you know uh he was short but he's built right you know you don't look at him and say okay he's he's injury prone because he's built right and uh, we'll we'll do that on another day far as that 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 storyline of how you want your players to be built for example Tavon Austin is short, but he's built like a. Uh, he's and they play him at running back, but he's built very, very. He's very frail in a sense, and he's a high compact guy. I mean, meaning that he's a high uh, volume guy with the ball. That's not going to equate to, hey, this guy going to play forever. You know, he's going to get hit, and this small frame is going to snap up. It's different from the other story when I was talking about Warren Thorn here, because you the guy delivering the hitting, or well, the Merton Hanks, you the guy delivering the hitting. It's the reason why Merton Hank is not a wide receiver, you see. Is the reason why Warren Thornhill is not a receiver, you, you see. But it's a story of a different day as well. So I'm looking at Izzy Bella. He's built compact. He's strong. Look like he can take a few hits. Like the Judalin Elderman of the Worlds, right? We look at Cole Beasley. He's built a little bit frailer than the Judalin. if you can make that comparison. Um, <clears throat> so it's about... You've been able to get hit and stand back up and step up and not have that lingering injury. And on top of that, you're fast enough to swerve around and get to the edge, squeeze, get small, and capture, capture the field and be a threat inside and out. That's what Isabella can do. I think that he's much more than just an inside guy. I've seen him play on the outside. He will be a great pickup. My thing is... What round would you invest that in? And I'll be dogged. And I'll be damned if they pick him up in the second with the 58 pick. I think that this team still should go with a defensive front guy or defensive presence with that 58, 58 pick that we got. I think we should go with defense. But if he's sitting around there in the third, here we go, Isabella. Appreciate everybody, man. Thank you, guys, for tuning in. Got a lot of things to do gotta go a good shopping. gotta do the honey-do list you guys know how that go but uh <laughs> don't forget to hit that like button i'm shocked and appalled that nobody joined in to the nation man you guys got me feeling bad man let me know down the line if you ever want to call in to the show uh, let me know and i will be able to hook that up too um just let me know before I go invested in this mixer <laughs> that you guys like to haul into the show and uh, give me your thoughts and your opinion. Let me hit this beat up right quick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Elijah Holyfield, he's built right too. Yes, he's, he, he destroyed Georgia. You know, I guess he played for Georgia. What are you talking about, Jay? <laughs> Charles Amenu. And Lil Jordan Humphrey ain't nothing little about Jordan Humphrey. When y'all look up Lil Jordan Humphrey, you are gonna say, "Man, that guy is nothing, nowhere near being little. <laughs> That's a big old boy." I would love it for Dak Prescott, a six foot three, six foot four frame, you can put into the inside. You'll have me dancing like this. The U, what's up, Scott? Shout out to you, Joseph. Anytime, Joseph. Anytime, man. Y'all, y'all regulate. The mods, the, <laughs> the mods, man. You guys are holding it down. Don't forget to hit the Discord link, it's in the description box. We have a tons of information. Guys are always pouring out tons of information for the nation, man. To help me out, you guys know more than me, right? <laughs> I'm just here, I'm just a voice. <laughs> yes, Dexter Lawrence. Boy, if we get Dexter Lawrence, I'd be like, oh. Lord. <laughs> it'll be too crazy it'll be too much like right man if we get dexter lawrence yes jamal yes we live like 95 but we finna get on out of here man let this beat play on out and uh we're gonna be holding it down just like my guy said. vox lombardi y'all check him out he said for the doski Wolskis, and the peski weeskies y'all hold it down for that too we're gonna hold it down and get down shout out to mark holmes my guy foots the king did i mention my cowboys family man e2 blue all those boys man we be talking about cowboys all day every day did i talk about cowboys blog right joe rod and uh, cowboys fans since 1980s man boy I can go on and on man It's a community that's built like no other People try to emulate it Like I see the Eagles Nations And they try to emulate it It's not the same The Giants They try to do something It's not the same Because it's all day every day Boy we be holding it down boy Try to run up on us man We deep We got this thing And remember You all are listening To Absolutely Nothing about the bass, salute, oh, did, I forgot the godfather of them all. Shango, shout out to Shango, I think he in Egypt somewhere, let's go, let me play that beat back one more time, there you go, <laughs> let's go, Cowboy Nation, hit up Shango, man, let him know, tell him to enjoy his break, <laughs> all right, appreciate those who donated too, man, appreciate you, really do, thank you, somebody dropped a dub up in there, man. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's go. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Salute.